brings us closer. Closer to the moment when the next generation of NFL stars learn their destiny. And franchises try to lay the foundation for the next dynasty. With the first pick. This is First Draft. Now alongside NFL Draft Insiders Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, here's Chris Brown. Welcome to First Draft for this week in studio again. It's amazing. Two weeks in a row. Such chemistry in this room. Uh, we are entering the home stretch next week. You're hopping on a plane. It's go time. It is here. We're just talking. We're leaving Tuesday for Nashville and a week from today. It's amazing how fast the time flies by. I think we will do a podcast Monday, I think, won't we? Our traditional I, Monday. Our traditional Monday send off. And then uh, I'd always dreamed of a day where I could see Mel Kuyper and Vince Gill on stage together, Todd. Hey. It's all happening. <laughs> it is all happening. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing Buzz Brainer in the highway down there. That's the country oh, no. station at Larna and Tim listen to. It's no the car all the time. Yeah. I don't have a clue what you're talking yeah, about. Buzz Brainer. Okay. The Mel's highway. got all these stories. Like Mel goes to a uh, Darius Rucker concert. Yep. And yeah. Darius is just picking his brain on the draft for the yeah. whole time. Almost you know that. The show. Yeah. He's big yeah, South Carolina uh, yeah. fan and Miami Dolphin. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Now he's back with Hootie and the Blowfish. They're touring now. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought he was yeah. so. Now this is Hootie and the Blowfish songs only. For real? Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Exclusive Hootie right, and Blowfish. So you're, so you're closer to him. I'm just going to go ahead and back the bus over my wife during this podcast. But one time, as a gift, we went, we go to the Darius Rucker concert, hang out with him, like say hi and everything before the show. We go to the show, a few beers in, she's enjoying it. She's like, why does he keep playing Hootie songs? True story. <laughs> she didn't know. It was unbelievable. I was like, I called everybody in my family. I was like, this is incredible. Uh-huh. Guys. <laughs> Let's get down to some business mm-hmm. here. Um, it's that time where you've officially become identified as liking certain players mm-hmm. or hating certain players. Todd hates some guy you probably have ranked like 33 overall or something like that. Right. So what I wanted to do was go through position by position and just point out the guys that at this point you've been identified with as Mel's pretty high on this guy. So Daniel Jones would probably take the cake for you in quarterbacks. Mel's high on one guy. That's it. Daniel yeah. Jones. But Nobody. generally speaking, I wanna I wanna I wanna go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let's break camp here. Who are Mel's guys, Todd's guys, as we get down to it. Todd, you do this in various forms. You have your all satellite team, Hollywood Brown, a guy you've been really high on there. But let's start at the top. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Mel, you're higher on the industry. With Daniel Jones, is that really fair to say that's been the guy? Well, Todd and I, and Todd keeps throwing it back in my face about you're a Daniel Jones guy. Just, com- I, I just com- having com- conversations. Compared to McShay, who's got Daniel Jones 83rd on his board right now, uh, I am higher on Daniel Jones. Destructive I conversations. Do, right now, he's at number 23 on the board. Wow. He's been as high, Third I believe, or fourth quarterback. as 15. He is the fourth quarterback. Okay. Uh, he is a guy I think can have a successful career in the NFL as a starting Quarterback, not a career backup. Uh, I like the way he goes. But we even disagreed on his release. I thought he had a compact release. I said it. McShay, no, he doesn't. I guess no, he doesn't. I don't know why he doesn't Todd McShay is quibbling with yours chops. Yeah, yeah. My report was not according to Todd. But at the end of the day, he's a first-round pick. Would we agree on that, Todd? I mean, if someone wants to make a mistake in the first round, yeah, sure. <laughs> there we go. Sure. It just give me an answer. All right. Yes or yeah, no. So that's, that's, the, that's my answer. Flip side of that, Todd, is yes. who's the quarterback that you're a little bit higher on than the industry? Ryan Finley. 
Thanks, Mel. I don't even have to be here. Nope. Uh, Ryan yeah. Finley. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I like his and tape. And you could see him in round one. No, probably not. Well, it's like 32. Somewhere in that range. Right. Somewhere no, in the top 50. No. I, I think early in the second round, some early, mid-second round, somewhere in that range. Six years, he understands offense. He understands what he's doing when he gets to the line of scrimmage in terms of setting up protections. Six years. What to, yeah, a couple, couple years of Boise and then NC State. And he's, I just think he's ready. Of the quarterbacks, he's the most pro ready when I watch his tape in terms of just knowing what to do mentally. Now, physically, he's, he's a good athlete, not great. He's got an average arm, not great, but I think his anticipation, his accuracy, and his toughness really stand out when I watch his tape. But I think he's the fourth best quarterback after Kyler Murray, Haskins, and Drew Locke. All right, running backs. Todd, is it fair to say you're higher on Miles Sanders than maybe most? You have him as your number two, number three back. Where you got him right now? Yeah, I've got him at two. It's pretty high. I didn't love him during the season. The more I watched of him, the more I liked. He's got to improve in pass protection. I think there's there's Josh Jacobs, and then there's pretty much a drop off. And I don't think there's a big gap between Miles Sanders from from Penn State. David Montgomery from um, from Iowa State, Justin uh, Justice Hill from Oklahoma State, Travion Williams from Texas A and M. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. Bryce Love, if he gets healthy from Stanford, uh, Darrell uh, Henderson from Memphis. I mean, there are a bunch of dudes in that second through fourth round range that have talent. Sanders, part of it, to be totally honest, and I'm not a big test guy. His numbers were outstanding. I mean, from the broad jump to the vertical jump to the 40-yard dash, across the board, this guy, he's got tools to develop as just a one-year starter. We saw a little bit of what he can do. If he's coached properly, I think he's got a chance to be a good starter in the league and and probably be the number one in a rotation for an NFL team. I like Devin Singletary as Florida Atlantic. I do too. Uh, A guy that has had a ton of carries, held up well, he is able to make people miss in the hole, which is critical in the NFL. He is a guy who is reliable. Uh, he didn't run great, which is going to allow him to be pushed down to a round he really shouldn't be in, which is probably like the fourth round area mm-hmm. uh, for Devin Singletary. Really like him. Uh, I like the way Rock Armstead from Temple attacks the line of scrimmage. I like the way um, Dexter Williams, Notre Dame, runs downhill. I like also Divine Ozigbo running back from Nebraska, who I think is a very underrated player since he wasn't invited to the Combine. I like I like hard-nosed, downhill, north-south runners. I have a host of running backs that I think fall into that category of my guys, Chris, while Todd eats his dinner here and uh, chows down on? on a nice uh, I mean, array of can be our pro- whatever. Our, what is that you're having? I would think Todd it's is like, like cheese and if, salami. If there was videos Disgusting. rolling, I would think Todd was sponsored right now. He's it's got an air. I, I went a little longer to give you a chance. That was, there was I'm waiting for, to I'm waiting for him to hold up. I brought like, three running backs as my favorite because you're over when's, there. When's the last time anyone let us eat? You know, <laughs> the last thing I had to eat today was a what? piece of pumpkin pie at 5:30 this morning before I got to the went to the airport. Oh, from home. Okay. Yep. All right. I didn't. I had to had the hotel. Seeds. I had. Some kind of seeds that my wife packed. Kind of seeds. Yeah, nuts and seeds. Nuts and seeds. Hopefully it's street legal. All right, guys, uh, <laughs> wide receivers. Um, What do we think here, guys? I got my guy. His has got to be Hollywood Brown. Of course. You said he is the most electrifying player you've ever watched. What? Yeah, yes. I think he has the, the biggest combination of speed and quickness that I've ever seen in a wide receiver. 
You know what's interesting? About eight weeks ago, I, I have a tattooed on my arm. As Todd said, when I said, what about Deshaun Jackson? Todd said, that's like a perfect comp. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. He used I'm it. a great scout. He's used it for a month. I mean, I mean, if it's perfect, I don't think it. I originated it, but it, yeah, it's you right know, there. I, I, what what yeah. about you and wide receivers, Mel? I like Jay Zarsega-Whiteside after he ran at 4-4-9. Uh, that, that's a big thing for him because a lot of people thought Oops, he'd run four five five four six. He's See, at, he's six six, right? No, not quite. Six five and change. Okay, yeah. he's uh two hundred twenty three pounds, and he has the length. He's got a power forward mentality. Mm-hmm. No, he, I lied. He's six three two twenty five. Six six. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm trying to help you out. I'm back to earth here. Um, but he's a good football player, and he's a mm-hmm. red zone dominator. Uh, and he is a guy, I think there's a lot of those types of receivers in this draft. They're very similar. Um, I think there's a couple, yeah, I, we have a couple slot guys that we're on. To, I like Andy Isabella, UMass. Todd likes Penny Hart from Georgia State. So we got two different slot return men that I think are going to be, I think Isabella goes third, fourth round. I think Hart goes probably fifth, sixth round. Yeah, yep. And Todd, if I recall, was this, this you were very much is pretty good. Man. You were very much on Hart at the Senior Bowl. That's you where he jumped him. out. I, I yeah. hadn't I hadn't seen him. And then I went back and watched the tape from Georgia State, and he's he's a good player, tough, undersized, but tough, and will do the dirty work. And I there, you know, we we talk about the big receivers in this year's class. Arcega Whiteside being one of them. Obviously, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown is more thick. Um, Nikhil Harry is is another one. Uh, Miles Boykin from from Notre Dame. There are about ten receivers in the six two to six five range that are going to go at least in the first four rounds, maybe in the first three rounds in this year's class. But I still think we got some really good slot guys too. Hart is one of them. I, I think earlier on we're going to see in the top forty picks. I would guess is going to be Paris Campbell from Ohio State, and the guy that I think is the most talented of all the quote-unquote slots, is to me Debo um, Debo Samuel because he is physical, he can get off the press, he can create after the catch. I just, you, you got to make sure that you know his work habits and that he's going to stay healthy because he's had durability issues. But Debo Samuel, to me, is better than A.J. Brown, better than Paris Campbell and all the other slot mm-hmm. receivers if you're just talking about the tape. Mm-hmm. It's funny because if you just look at this, the, the the range of players you just described is like if you're looking for a certain type of wide receiver or just length in general, when you combine the wide receivers and tight end, they're all here. Yeah. It's it's freaking Golden Corral buffet. Like, what do you want? You know, yeah. I mean, it's everything. You you talked about Hart, mm-hmm. but then you talked about Metcalf. You want Arcega Whiteside or you want a Hawkinson or you want – do I want a half like a hybrid type with a Paris Campbell or Debo? I mean, it's every type. What's it's the so restaurant many... that you love, Kuiper? That has four hundred and fifty pages in the menu. Which one? Right, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Thank you. I also yeah. like the Narrows down on Ken Island. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, okay. Also like Annie's on Ken Island, like Fisherman's Inn. Jody Schultz, <laughs> hey, this former is a linebacker separate, in the NFL. Fisherman's Inn. You want a big podcast. menu? Fisherman's got a huge menu. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, hey, I'll give you another receiver. By uh, well, no, I'm gonna I, miss you in May. I buddy. grabbed this. I. I, I, I Highlight this on Todd's big board. He's got a big board as we walk through the hall. And the names are even crooked on the big board. All right, I've got to straighten them out. Because I put them up there, right? And, and Preston Williams. I said, Todd, this is a guy intriguing because Preston Williams at Colorado State, formerly a Tennessee, off the field issue, not a great pro day. You put, you're about putting a tape on? He's got wild tape. He's awesome. Big, athletic, hands, attacks the football, Arkansas game he dominated. Preston Williams is a guy... 
I could see somebody in day three getting a guy who's, and I said this, he could be the Vontaze Perfect of this draft. Remember Perfect Undrafted? Turned out to be a good pro for a long time. Now he's a Raider. He's got some major off-the-field history. Perfect was fine. And he wasn't even allowed to go to the combine. And that's it. Yeah. I have him in the fourth round. I completely agree. He's he's a late first, early second talent. round talent. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's been a <laughs> So the Chiefs will take him. I was gonna third. say there's there's yeah, the Browns a, will take there's him. a value yes, proposition yes, yes. for knuckleheadery out there. Uh we some of the best contracts in the league right now are basically Yeah, got him in the fourth. Had a couple issues. All right, guys, tight end. I mean, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson, you, you've been very high on the on the Iowa crew. I got, I got a guy, I pointed this kid out to Todd a few, I guess about two months ago. Not people around the country. Here. Todd a lot of people know, don't even know how to guys. pronounce his name. And he's a guy. I still don't. He played one year high school football, <laughs> added a lot of weight when he was at San Diego State. His name is Kahali Waring. And is it Waring or Waring? Waring. W-H-E-R-E-I-N-G. That on the pronunciation guy sounds like Waring. Okay. So that's what I'm going with, Todd. Gotcha. Uh, but Kahali Waring is a talented kid. I love the way I like hands catchers. He catches the ball with his hands away from his body, down the deep middle. He's got speed. He tested great. We were at the Indianapolis at the Combine. Waring tested off the charts. Uh, yes, he's still a little inexperienced. This was the only year of production. But if you can get him in the fourth round, Third, fourth round. If we're talking day three and Kahali Waring's still there, I'm going to be highlighting him, Todd, that morning leading up to the start of day three. I'll go Josh Oliver, San Jose State. And I think we talk about the three, the three tight ends that are very likely to go in the first round, at least the top 40 picks. Noah Fant, obviously. You got Hawkinson, the, the other Iowa tight end, Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama. After that, I think Oliver is in the mix to be in that second, third round, probably third round range in the next three or four tight ends. He catches the ball well. He's he's got decent size. He's six six five basically, six four and a half, two hundred and forty nine pounds. He ran a four six three, which is a heck of a time for a tight end. Had a breakout season this year. Had fifty three catches and averaged thirteen yards per catch. He'll block a little bit too. I mean, I think he's. He's not going to be an elite player, but I think he's a guy who could emerge as a starter, and you're getting him probably in that third-round range, as I said. I'm going to throw an interesting name before we move on. Nick Fitzgerald, can he be a tight end? Hmm. Can he be that type of player? The Mississippi State quarterback. The Mississippi State quarterback, who you think is not going to be a quarterback. Trace McSorley, Penn State, may not be a quarterback. Maybe Taysom Hill, maybe a safety. He had nine interceptions his last two years of high school. Will these quarterbacks make that transition? In Fitzgerald's case, will he make it to tight end? It seems like he has the, the want to, the desire maybe to do it. He's certainly a gifted athlete. We know how tough he is. I think it's going to be interesting. I always said Tebow should have tried it, didn't want to. It'll be interesting to see the, the, what he, type of career is carved out by one Nick Fitzgerald from Mississippi State. He, he ran some routes at Mississippi State's Pro Day. After he said that they surprised the scouts surprised him, he didn't have any idea that they were going to ask him to to do some tight end stuff at the combine, and so understandably he's like, no, no, I'm good. And then he went back and he kind of thought about it. He's like, you know what? At the pro day, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to run. I'm going to kind of figure out how to run a couple routes, catch the ball a little bit, and at least have some preparation, which I completely understand. That's exactly what I would have done if I was in his shoes, and I give him a lot of credit for it. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to give the Ivy League some love because they still play some decent football in the Ivy League. Yeah, man. Jesper Horstead and Steven Carlson are two players I saw during the year. I highlighted Horstead on on DSPN.com one Sunday afternoon, and Carlson got my attention as a tight end. 
And I, both these kids have a chance. I think as a late-rounder priority undrafted free agent, one of those Princeton Tigers will make a team, and maybe both will. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Who didn't you highlight this fall? I'm not going to leave it alone. Who didn't you highlight this fall on ESPN.com? Or, 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 was, or, or who hey, didn't you talk to in the Darian actually, Mel show? I was, waiting, the globe. I was just uh, waiting for Mel to shout you out for having not watched Georgia State football during the season because you weren't busy on Saturdays. So right, long. right. No, no. I'm right. watching Georgia State while he's out watching the big schools. You know, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. Mel's calling me at 3 a.m. asking if I'm watching Washington State because he wants to know how long Andre Dillard's arms are. Uh-huh. Guys, that's right. what, that a, well. what, um, what about offensive linemen? I know Jawan Taylor, you guys have both hit the gas on the pedal on him. But just offensive linemen in general, Can't ne- neither of you can claim Dillard. He's mine. Uh, who else, Mel? I, this is a kid, and I always say, who are you entertained watching? Because a lot of people don't watch line play. You go to a game, how many people know. go to a game and watch line play? Remember late great Artie Donovan, you say, I only watch line play. What are you Artie- talking about? I watch football inside out. I, I don't know. I'm talking about you, Chris. Don't take it personally. Now. You're going to say Lindstrom, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to say Dalton Reisner wow. has oh. an attitude about him. And he finishes. He's got versatility. He just likes to play the game. And he he understands everything it takes to keep that frame between the defensive end and the quarterback, and he beats you up. And I think Lindstrom does as well. I just like guys that will go out there and attack and play with a defensive mentality, and that's what Dalton Reiser is. Is Reiser going to stick at tackle, or is this more of a Cody Whitehair type? I think he can be a right tackle. I don't okay. see any reason why he can't. Now, there's talk about an inside center guard. Right. I think he's a right tackle. I think Caleb McGarry's a right tackle. I think. Jonah Williams is a right tackle. I'm not about to say they automatically have to shift inside. And then Ry- I just love the, as a Bo- Booger McFarland's favorite term, I love the physicality of Dalton Reisner. I'm going to go with Winstrom, who I thought who you were going to steal from me, me, by the way. Yeah, of course. I, everyone, Mel. Uh, I've got him 24 overall, number one guard. BC in, guy. In a really I have good him eight. at number, listen to this one, 14 overall. Is this some, kind of, some kind of contest? Uh, Always. <laughs> Solid pass protection, really good blocker, smart. Four-year starter. Exactly what you would think from a, a, a BC offensive lineman. Played some right tackle. Long arms, 34 and an eighth inch arms. 4'9", 140. Jeez. Mel's going to have him play left tackle with those arms. 36 games at right guard in addition to starting 11 <laughs> games, final season, right tackle. You get you get the point. I think he's going to be the first guard off the board. I think he's going to be the first interior offensive lineman off the board. And this, like I said, this group is loaded. I, the guard and center classes are better than the tackle class. I know everyone's talking Jawan Taylor, Florida, Alabama's right. Jonah Williams, who could be a guard, uh, Dillard, who you talked about from Washington State. But then there's Lindstrom, Garrett Bradbury from NC State. Um, Cody Ford, who's a right tackle who could be kicked inside to guard. A lot of teams are looking at him as a guard. Eric McCoy from uh, Texas A&M at center. Titus Howard is a tackle. Turn off your phone, Kuiper. That's a fine. Uh, Dalton Reisner, you, again, you mentioned, could move inside. Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State. Drew Samia and Ben Powers from Oklahoma. All of these guys I've got in the first two and a half rounds of this year's class. And You, know, you don't see many classes where there are that many interior offensive linemen. It's amazing. You know, you know the thing too about right. it, it is interesting. Well, I was just going to say though that you know one thing we do is you have this idea that mm-hmm. you know a tackle if he's not going to fit a tackle it moves inside a guard. I mean, 
a lot of the best offensive line coaches on the planet are in the NFL. And it's it's interesting to see, you know, where guys end up, what they're able to do with certain players. I mean, it yeah. it consistently yeah. happens that you say, Oh, this guy played guard. You know, we're, we're gonna try him at tackle. It doesn't always work outside in. It's just interesting to see where, I'll give you where a guy, these plays I'll end just up. throw a name out there of a guy I liked on tape. I highlighted him on ESPN.com during the year. You can access that I'm sure at ESPN.com. We go into the archive archives. He was on the Adarian Mel show. Joe Lowry ESPN Radio. Ohio. <laughs> Who? Wow. Joe Lowry, Lowry yep. Ohio. I think he's got a shot. Yeah, I think he's got a chance. I'm not going to get into his strengths and weaknesses and take 10 minutes of your time, but I think Joe Lowry, Ohio, is a late-rounder priority free agent. I can't wait to for you to pound the table late Let's on day it. three yeah. for that guy. Uh, in a year where the pass rushers are endless, there's obviously the names at the top of the board. There's the Bosa's. There's the, I mean, it, it, there's so many of them. I, what I want to know is who is going to go in round two or round three that we're going to end up, you're going to say, see, I was right about that guy. I could have gone in round one. I'll go Max Crosby, maybe Eastern Michigan. Productive player in the Mid-American Conference. Tested great. He certainly plays with an edge. Uh, he's got that burst you know, out of the blocks. You know, there's no reason why Max, with well, two X's, by the way, like Max Williams, Max yeah, Crosby. Uh, yeah, he's got a chance. As a, I'd say, I could, I, all I hear when I mention his name to my guys in the NFL is rising. Now, what does rising mean? Maybe late two, early three, Todd? For Max Crosby? Yeah, I would say three. Okay. I'll go LJ Collier, TCU. I think he's he's not a speed rusher. He, I, he didn't run a great 40. I think he ran a, a, like a 4-8 four, yeah, four, range. Mm-hmm. But he's tough. He's got shock in his hands, and he's a guy that really – I think he can play a little bit inside on obvious passing downs. He can play left defensive end in a 4-3. He's tough, and I think he's he just keeps getting better and better. I, nobody like we've mentioned Bosa, Quinnen, mm-hmm. Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Rashawn Gary, Montez Sweat, Jeffrey Simmons, Colin Farrell, Cleveland Farrell. I, I'm now getting his first name wrong when when the second name Don't is even the, the hard one. Dexter name, Lawrence, yeah. Jerry Tillery, all those names are big name guys in this draft. L.J. Collier could wind up sneaking in, maybe even in the late first round. Certainly in the first two rounds coming out of TCU, and I think he's got a chance to be a really steady player player in the NFL. How does Max Crosby get out of Texas and end up in Ypsilanti, Michigan? <laughs> There's like 57 programs in Texas. And you get a guy that's going to go in round two or round three, and he ends up in Eastern Michigan. And there's just not a lot of good places to eat in Ypsilanti, <laughs> man. I didn't even know if it was Ypsilanti. We always get stuck there when we do Michigan yeah. games. Yeah. Although they've they've got a nice golf course right at the Marriott there, where hit some balls if you need to blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of good restaurants though. They need to work on it. The only golfer in the uh, Kuiper family is Kim. Yes, sir. And she can hit the ball. ball. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. She averages like an eighty-five. Damn, champion! Remember what I told you? Yeah, she can do that. Great swing. Even pros compliment her on her swing. Ball, you could draw a line down the middle of that fairway, and she'll put oh, it in line. I'd kill for wow! I can't wait to put her out there on the field. Yeah, the and you course. just drive in the cart. You were right about that. <laughs> you embarrass that guy to me. But no, I got I got a defensive D-ta- tackle. I like. Who's your D tackle? You know who it is. You can see if you can guess who my guy is. Defensive tackle. Yeah. You're just higher than the industry. Oh yeah. On oh, yeah. I know I'm higher than McShay because I had mentioned his name and he's had him way. Kalen Saunders. Yep, Colin Saunders. Okay. Good first name. Good first name day. Yeah. Colin Saunders. Is that why the H is there? The KH? Gotcha. This is a kid. He showed his athleticism at the Senior Bowl practice that when he had the film. Are you sure, Kuiper? He is a talented kid. He dominated that level, one double A level. 
He has got tremendous wrestling type. I like that wrestling ability, that ability yeah. to get leverage and have great, great balance on the field, which he does. He's not on the ground much, and this kid will get in the backfield, plays hard. I think he, to me, early to mid two. That may seem high to, I, I'd take him anywhere between, I'd say 33 and 55 in that area. I think he's a solid second round pick. And I, I put him right now right behind the big five of Quinnen Williams, Ed Oliver, Christian Wilkins, Jeffrey Simmons, and Dexter Lawrence. He's my next guy at defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm not, I don't disagree. Western Illinois football. You didn't profile him on ESPN.com? I did. Yeah, oh, he no. was on the Darian Mel show at noon. No, he wasn't on yeah. the Darian Mel show. <laughs> Co-host. Uh, actually, Will Greer was. I know. Who's your DeAndre guy, Walker was. DeAndre Baker was. Uh, your boy from Baltimore was, too, the wide receiver. David Sills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sills. I'm glad you listen. I do. Every once in a while. David Sills, who was a quarterback when I was watching him. And then he became yeah, Lane Kiffin offered him. And he was like, told hey. him he was going to be a second rounder. Yeah. He's going in the fifth. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here I we think go. Gerald Willis is interesting. Why is he interesting? Because, I mean, this guy is supremely talented. One year of production, Florida, immaturity, had issues, transfers to Miami, starts to grow up and kind of get it. And, you know, sometimes these guys, if they, they have to fear losing the game mm-hmm. in order to, to really understand how important it is to them. I'm not saying he's going to be the, you know, the greatest player in the world, but I think Gerald Willis is probably one of the five or six most talented defensive tackles in this class. And you're, you're going to get a good, I think a really good value with him, whether it's late second, early third, on a player who really is probably a first-round talent. And if he's as matured as everyone at Miami is saying, Mm -hmm. which you never can tell, but if he is, I think think in the long run it winds up being a big value for a team. Guys, linebackers. You okay, bud? Yeah. You checked out? Mm-hmm. Checking some email. Okay. Yeah. Um, Distracted. Yeah. Guys. Well, I'm, um, I'm a hungry. Linebackers. I'm a hungry. We all. Hey, I'll even mention I, I, I got, I got pepperoni, Did you notice, by the way, did you notice cheese. in the calf now they have, it's like they put it in for a carpet. There's a section that's just like hot dogs. It's just I, wrapped I up like stadium burgers. hot dogs. I want turkey Get one at the hotel. They huh? have a turkey. Yeah. It, Do they? It, it doesn't really say it on the menu, burger. but just ask them. Off, yeah. off, Tom, off your menu, friends of Chris Brow. Off-menu turkey burgers? Yep, off-menu turkey <laughs> burgers. I got a linebacker I like. Please. Right, go ahead. Bobby Okariki from Stanford. Length and an inside linebacker is very important. He has that very long arms, productive kid. I really like him. I think he's going to be a kind of guy you get. I said this to Jim Nagy, runs the Senior Bowl. I yes. said second round. He said third. See him around. Yeah, second, third round. Both those guys, I think, are in that mix. Sione Takataki from BYU. Oh, that's the guy Jim thought. Jim thought third round for Takataki, second round maybe for Okariki, but they're both. Takataki to Okariki. Yeah, they're my two favorites. Though. And Tak can't get first names right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would mention the guy Ben from TCU, but I'm afraid I'm going to screw up his last name. Um, I'm going to go Brian Burns. And as your guy, FSU, listen to me for a second. You better explain this one. You have I, to explain the two on this one. So I. Really did not like Anthony Barr coming out. No, from UCLA, I thought he was soft. I didn't think he was a great edge rusher. I saw the you know the speed, the height, right. weight, speed. And you compared this kid to Barr today, right? If used properly, I think this guy can be another Anthony. With Barr. Anthony Barr as a case study, yeah, right, exactly. So you know, 
sometimes we mature and learn from our mistakes. It's basically like all the coaches were watching the draft, and they and Todd gave him a guide to coach the guy up. But I I watched his tape, and I'm like, it's not there. You see a power, right? And that's my big thing. If you look at the sack leaders every year, about nine of the top ten are going to have power because you got to be able to threaten that with offensive linemen. And I, I just didn't see it with him. Mm-hmm. But he's so freaking athletic. I mean, four five three at two hundred and fifty pounds, six foot four, like the one five four ten. Yeah. Ten yard split, the first ten yards of the forty yard dash the is McShay, the McShay. Like rare air, right. rare air. So there, I mean, seven oh one. Uh, three cone is like oh. a, a wide receiver. This is yeah. This is like. Did you a, see him catch the ball at the combine? T- yes, ten he nine was, broad. So uh, like, unbelievable. You're, you're talking a about a workout for you'd say he's like a tight end wide receiver hybrid. Well, he was three combine. We yeah. I, we were looking. I said, Todd, did you see them catch twenty three sacks? Stupid in, in his career. But I mean, he is a you. You just look down and when you look when we look down, you could see a Devin Bush, a Devin White. A, these guys look different, special. Yeah, different. they look like different entities, and, he and they were elite. And Burns was one of those elite looking athletes when you watch them at the Combine live. So I just hope he winds up with a, a Zimmer type who knows what to do with him, how to use him, because I think he's got a chance to be a really good player if if utilized properly. If there's an NFL coach who's not listening to this podcast, I'd mm. be shocked. Mel, who are you looking at at the cornerback class? Well, you know, it's a host of guys, because I, I think the cornerback safety group, specifically safety, and some of these guys can play corner, and I think some of you could project a corner. If I'm going to go corner... I like. I just we saw Rex Ryan. You know who Rex's favorite corner is when he said, "Who's his guy?" D. Milner. It's one of your guys, Todd. You had him in the first round months ago. You got off him a little bit. DeAndre. Joan Williams. Oh, Joan. Yeah, he ran like a from Vanderbilt, like a five seven. Run well. No, but he's four six. Like Rex said, he likes the way the physicality of getting on guys and beating them up. And so he likes it. Lonnie Johnson Jr. Kentucky. Yeah, he likes the press guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lonnie, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Kentucky, I've liked. Who's 6'2", 213, runs a 4'5", but will we'll just knock yeah. you out at the yeah. line. And that's secondary, led by him, we'll get to the safety in a minute, and Josh Allen, the linebacker, edge rusher, completely frustrated Drew Locke. Drew Locke had no answers for that Kentucky defense. That Kentucky defense could have five guys drafted. Yeah. Minimum. Yep. Minimum. So Jones, the linebacker, Allen, and then the defensive backs, which Westry, Beatty, Edwards, and Lonnie Johnson Jr. And Lonnie Johnson Jr., I think, is a second-round draft choice. We're just doing corners here, right? Mm-hmm. Let's right go now. corners because mm-hmm. there's a lot of safeties. I'll go Rockison. Tough guy. Temple. Temple tough. He's, you know, a great combine. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a four five. Yeah, but he, no. he had, athletically almost a forty vertical. Yeah, four yeah. five one. But yeah, really every, strong, compact, upper body. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, you got to be able to tackle in this league. You got to because the whole league now is about getting guys in space. And w- whether it's the screens, you know, the the quick game, whatever it is, all the little things the teams are doing offensively is forcing defensive backs to tackle. You got to be able to tackle and. He's one of the guys. I think. I think DeAndre Baker from Georgia will tackle. Byron Murphy will definitely tackle from Washington. The reason I can't get on board with Greedy Williams, even though he's he's long and he's fast at four three and all, and he's the best man to man cover guy in this draft. Is 
He's a buffet tackler. Picks and chooses. Yeah, so, but he does, well, he does pick the, the tackle, choose the tackle once in a while. There was a game, I great. remember there was a 10 tackle game this year. I, th- I remember it was Auburn. I remember saying, he, he has had games where he has. So it is, I'm not it, saying he's soft. It's I'm just saying it's, he doesn't, it, like, he it's can't, not his, it's not that he have, did he, it's have, not his jam. Did he have a third year sophomoreitis? Could be. We call senioritis. Now it's third year sophomoreitis where he was looking ahead and yep. to just staying healthy and getting to the end of the By year. By the way, and it's, you know, for guys, especially if you find out he's been playing with a shoulder or something like that, where if the guy knew last August where he stood in terms of the NFL draft, you can try to get through the season in a certain shape. Hey, Todd, this is a little bit in the weeds on this, but a guy like Greedy, is this a player where you're like, well, I can see him in Seattle, but I can't see him in System X, whatever that is? Well, you're not if if you're playing high percentage zone coverage and mm-hmm. mixing it up, he's not your guy. If right. you if you want to just man up, then lock yeah. down. Yeah, if you want to yeah, lock I, down corner. The reason I say that is this is one of those guys where there could be a bigger range on him yeah. than people think. Some will hate him. Because some guys, yeah. some teams will not like yeah. him. And some te- totally. you're like, maybe yeah. he doesn't go at four, it's and then like, maybe he goes like at 15. It's like Dexter Lawrence yes. at defensive tackle. Like he's going to fit some schemes as a nose tackle on a 3-4. He's, he's not going to fit some other schemes. So well, there's a, there's a right. few guys where if the light goes on, the talent's there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Grady Williams is one of those. Rashawn Gary's another one. Defensive end out of Michigan. we got to get used to that. Can be always. as Mike Cambray. Don't just say their name. Yep. Everybody doesn't know who these guys are. Can be. If you're listening, you're the reason I'm eating this salami right now. Everybody has been listening to everything you've done over the last six months. Right. Or nine, for us, nine months. I'm going to let Kyle um, and I eat in a week. (laughs) (laughs) I always say, where's the time to eat on the schedule we get? It's not there. Well, you got to have it. No, half an hour amounts to about five minutes after all the things you do in between. So I guess I've I've had one piece of pumpkin pie since 530. I don't know if I'm going to get Todd. Todd, tonight. you're on TV. Just got to tighten it up. Just tighten, tighten it up. It up. Tighten yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, what now, about right? safeties? Don't steal my guy. John Abrams has been my guy yeah, since. I'm, I thought you were going to steal. Since okay, day you know, one, and then Darnell Savage is the oh, second one. Ah, there you go. For, uh, Stole your guy. Yeah, yeah you sorry. You know you did. Maryland, give us the ding. All right, ding. there's like 27 good safeties. Here, I'll say so one thing about Darnell, the other one. Darnell Savage, and I'll let you go with it. First responder. It's what came to mind watching his tape. He's always the first guy there. He reads it. He's he's just around the football. I love it. I just I think he's a great football player. And all you mock drafters the out there, who's put that? Darnell Savage late in the first round. Uh, yeah, won't, won't shock all right. I'll give you a guy I like. Kuiper tip line. Mike Edwards at Kentucky. Yep. There's an old cliche. He is at the right place at the right time. Mike Edwards is. There's a loose ball. Fumble. Fumble. So There's first Mike responders seven, and they got security right there. guards. He's around the football. He's around the action. And Mike Edwards was kind of that glue of that Kentucky defense that went unnoticed. Uh, I like Edwards. I think you get him day three. He'll be a highlighted guy for me uh, when you get to that point. I like the tape. I didn't know. I just happened to study this kid two weeks ago. Marquise Blair from Utah. Yeah. Todd wrote him up in September. He may well I have. featured him on dot com and, and we I, had him on the Darian Mel show. I didn't see noon that. on Saturday. He listens to the Darian Mel show. I, I, I'm shocked. He's the one. You know, him and, him and sometimes Brooke. I, I drive hey. up to the office on Saturdays and <laughs> good the, job. Yeah, nothing left. Just take it all in. Proud all of you. All right, Mel. It's a must listen. Mel, who's your Thank punter? You. Who's your punter of the year? Before Jake we get to Bailey. this, mail. we saw him at the combine wow. booming him, didn't he? Jake ba- and ironically, we're at the combine. Todd picked another combine guy out. It's his time. I just asked him who, who's your top punter. For me, it's Jake Bailey uh, from Stanford um, is the top punter, and, and, a, and a group of, of decent guys: that, uh, Sterling Hoffrichter at Syracuse, Cody Grace, Arkansas State, <laughs> Tyler Newsom, Notre Dame. I'll leave your guy, Todd. There you go. I I mean, I just don't even care, Mitch. 
Wishnowski. Wishnowski. You know, no, the, Dan, Dan Godsell is the name to keep it. You know, the, you know the snapper the, the in hidden, Indiana. The hidden aspect to the NFL draft every year is that, among others, is that if you look at the size weight of punters in the NFL, these guys are all 6'5", yeah, 230. Yeah. They're yeah. all... Tyler Newsom, the Notre Dame punter, what, did, he, did he set a record in the weight room? They're like bad... Yes. Check your notes. But that's the thing, Mel. You go to practice to punt I didn't for a write while. Tyler Newsom. You didn't write Oh, and no. then, I, I mean, I, I got him right here. Uh, yeah, I know he he's said a, a number weight, four punter. He said a weight room record. This guy's got amazing strength, an These, amazing because ability. They have to go to practice, but they only practice for like ten minutes. So they're like, they just go to the weight room, just, just. Hey, I used to, right. I used to chart, chart the hang time so, with Sean Landetta back in the day down at Mount Pleasant. There we go. So Mel and grass eight feet high. If Newsom is drafted. He's all yours. All about punters. He's all Newsom? yours. Yeah, I'll I'm, I'm you, writing yeah, right You're giving me some. He uh, gives me one guy a punter on day three. He's Kuiper. Thank you. Are Thank any you. of these punters going to be drafted? Yeah, I think there will be one or two. Yeah. yeah. What about what about Cole Tracy? Great story. Like him. Yeah. Yeah. From, from uh, Assumption, was it? That's that, that's the kicker. Yeah. Then, yeah, went, like, to, yeah. then went to LSU. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like a player with two last names. Guys, we are going to take a break <laughs> and then get to the mail here. You really, you really bought into that story, huh? Yeah. Loved it. We'll be back in a minute with your mail. But first, another reminder to check out the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny the dog. This week, many looks ahead to the NFL draft with ESPN front office insider Lewis Riddick. Two years ago, Lewis predicted a second year leap for Jared Goff. And last year, he predicted the success of Patrick Mahomes. Who's it going to be this year? Find out by downloading and subscribing to the Mina Kimes show Featuring Lenny on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Chris Sproul from Bristol. Mel, I'm just kidding. No, Wait, I'm, I can't stop laughing about the Rice Krispie Treats thing. He doesn't. He, he didn't realize that butter is in Rice, Rice Krispie Treats, and now he won't. Yeah, I thought it was marshmallow and Rice Krispie. Yeah, there's some butter in there. There's bro. some binding element in there, and it's called I thought butter. It was a marshmallow. <laughs> Jeez, okay, I don't know what to tell I you. I can't eat them now. It's yeah. it's like uh, finding out allergic It's like to finding it. out that I there's try, cement I try in your healthy. brick house. <laughs> you know, it's like, You're telling me I'm not. You try to eat healthy. You eat pumpkin pie every without morning. The crust. You you eat pizza slices you without the without cheese. He takes the cheese out. But you dip it in mashed potatoes. Well, there's nothing bad in mashed potatoes. <laughs> butter, fat-free milk, and potatoes. Butter. There's yeah, butter a in bit. there. Okay. I have a little bit of something, Todd. Todd, reek at the reed. How likely do you think it is for one of the top OT prospects to fall to Carolina at number 16? Uh, I think it's very likely. I think with with the quarterbacks always getting bumped up, with the defensive linemen that are in this class. <laughs> Kuiper, I just can't even get over it. Um, I, I To me, these, these offensive tackles are worthwhile after we turn the corner on, on pick 10, I'd say. You know, like Jonah Williams... Juwan Taylor from Florida, Williams from Alabama. Those guys, to me, are like 10 to 20 range. So I think I think you're going to wind up seeing most of the offensive linemen go somewhere. The, the first-round guys, the Cody Fords, the Andre Dillers that we've talked about in the first round, I think they go somewhere from 10 to 32. All right, Mel. Okay. <laughs> I'm already in your head. Day three is going to be thinking about those. Todd, this is like sometimes. finding out that Jeez. peanuts are in Reese's. Uh, <laughs> that's not, no. No. Butter no. and Reese's. Or maybe and caramel right and Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> no, just come on. Come on. Give All me right. my question, Chris. Mel, Nathan M33 asks, if Murray's not the first pick, is Bosa the only other realistic choice? 
The only other realistic choice. I assume he's taking trade down out of it. Josh Allen, I think if you want a pass rusher, would have to be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. Uh, but I would say Bosa would be the pick. But it, I don't think it's a slam dunk automatic because Josh Allen is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they need. Uh, and like I say, I don't know if they would say, okay, we're not taking – if they don't take Murray, who would teams trade up for? I don't know if you trade up for Murray. You're not going to – Daniel Jones. You know, you're not sure who you're trading up for. Not one of these defensive players, I don't think. So I would say, uh, you know, either Josh, I would say Josh Allen or, or Nick Bosa at number one if Murray doesn't go there. I would agree. I haven't even heard this name, so I just want to throw it out to the room. Elton Jenkins? Yep. Center guard. Okay. And we're going to give this. We're into the draft nerds. State Doc 55s. Elton Jenkins. Spelled with a GH, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First name. Thanks. Where's it? What position do you see? Center guard. Where's this guy going to land? Inconsistent as a, as a, snapper but i think his best position if he can get more consistent is going to be at center i think that that's where he he excels he's to me he's a, a solid second round player he's going to be a starter from day one he's experienced he's tough i don't think he's elite but i think he's just kind of a notch below that yeah very athletic kid strong uh yeah you think of it long arms um, he's got a chance to be, like I say, a, I would say a team like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, could be looking at Elton Jenkins. Hey, Mel, Ethan, oh, there's a few of these teams that don't have a pick. Seattle yeah. sticks out with four. Bears have you know uh-huh. five. What, which of these teams do you think is for sure in the market to trade down, get more picks? Just don't worry so much about what you're doing around Well, one. I think that they could. I mean, Ryan Pace at Chicago, obviously, you think about – uh, you know, John Schneider at the Seattle with only what four picks going in. Four picks. Uh, yeah, not a lot of picks and, and knowing they've had success in the draft. They also and, just paid their quarterback a ton of money. So they're going to want to add some roster spackle. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Dow- yeah. Dallas only has six. Yep. They don't pick until 58. Yeah. So, I mean, teams like that, I would say sure. New uh, Orleans only has one pick in the first three rounds, 62. Yeah. So I would think they would be interested in moving down, especially with the depth. We keep talking about the second and third round being so strong. If, if you, if they believe what we believe, they would definitely be interested in moving down. I, th- I think the early to mid second round is going to be a fascinating to see who moves around there to get a player they target because they got that time to think about it after the night one ends. And you're going to see a host of really good players there starting day two. And I think day, day three is going to be as good as it's been for us in a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think teams are excited about the depth of this draft. And, they, and if they can, even the Jets, they don't have a two, I believe, right? Yep. That's where it's talking about the Jets moving off a three, maybe trying to get back a two if they can. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, teams will be definitely looking to, to try to uh, find extra picks. Is there, let's face it, in this draft, the third, fourth round picks an immediate hole filler for you. Not a, picking this to one particular listener, but I've seen this a few times this week, heard about it in a meeting earlier today. What's the story on Devin White? Where do we think he's going to end up? Is he falling at all, or is that just general scuttlebutt? Who was saying he was falling? Oops, yeah, I, I haven't heard that. I'm just I throwing think, it out there. I think if, if I anything, think it's, I think there's a general tendency teams move up, linebackers can maybe fall yeah, down a little bit. That was all. I hear you, but I, I think I wouldn't count Oakland out of the conversation at four. Okay, and everyone's talking about Tampa Bay at five. Yeah, this guy's a special player. Mm-hmm. You know, bottom line, he's not. I mean. Everyone has holes, and you can pick holes in this and that, but he's fast, he's he's big and strong enough, he's in, instinctive, take a false step here and there, but he can cover, and he brings the leadership and toughness that you look for. And when you run a 4-4-2, four, four, you can make up for some of those signs where yeah. there's a false, or you get caught up in a little bit of the, we call it caught up in the trash, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, and then try to call it traffic. Um, but I think Devin White's going five to Tampa. It would shock me if Tampa Bay didn't take him. That's what they need. 
you know, you think about what Deion Jones has meant to Atlanta. I keep bringing that name up because he flies to the football, and that's what Devin White does. It's going to shock us if they didn't take Derwin James last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they took Vita Vea. Yeah. But um, Tampa Bay, I think, needs a Devin. You can imagine having Devin White and Derwin James on the same defense. Oh, pretty sweet. They'd have been on their way to having that Raven caliber defense. Well, you don't have to come off the field then. That's the whole thing. All right, last question, just because I'm curious. So we're going to... This is our fourth year now where we've had an outdoors element to the draft. Yep. This one's going to be pretty nuts. There's going to be that whole row, you know, the whole Broadway. Is there a setup that you want in the future, Mel, as a fourth father of the draft, the inventor of the draft, according to this podcast? Uh Uh-huh. No, but what is there a setting? was watching the draft when he was in kindergarten. Is there a setting? I forget. As as long as... Aside from like the Calvert Hall football field, where do you want the draft to be in the future? Is there is there a setting where you're just watching? Maybe it's the Rose Bowl. You're just watching football, and you're like, dude, we got to do the draft there. Wow. Red Rocks? I That'd would be cool. A great spot Get to on do it. it. Red do Rocks, a little smoke in the air. <laughs> I mean, can't be any more smoke in the air than Philadelphia. Oh, I was high was, for days. Oh, my, I never, if I, t- I, I can't repeat what was said during that one. That yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, with Gruden sitting next to me, I had, you know, I had no idea. I said, Coach, I know you didn't. what is that? And I got a response, yeah. which I won't share He's with you. He's in Oakland. He walked, through, walked yeah. through the black hole on the way to the that stadium. That was funny. But that, that was a great atmosphere in Philadelphia. It was awesome. It was 11, amazing. 11 that was o'clock the best atmosphere, I think. Ever yeah. that I've been involved yeah. in. Yeah. 11 o'clock at night, oh, Friday night, day two. It was two, wild. I literally started talking and couldn't hear myself talk. I took an, I had taken a picture of it and you know put it on social media. I was like, I literally think I'm walking up to like an ACDC concert. It was this huge awesome. soundstage. It was awesome. Nashville should be really good. That's it what should be cool. Everyone thinks it's going to be epic, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. We're going to see Buzz, Buzz Brainerd from the highway. And Vince Gill. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Underwood may come by and say yes! hi. Yes! All right, now we're talking. Lindsay Carrie L may go. come now by and say hi. All right. Kelsey Ballerini. Who? Lauren Elena. Who? Lauren Elena. Kelsey Ballerini. It's Lindsay all these L. artists that uh, Lauren Kuyper's listening to They're all coming over and say hi to Todd McShay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That is first draft for this week. Um, we'll be back Monday, and then you guys got to hop on a plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, for Mel, Todd, I'm Chris. That's first draft next week. I think you know what we got to do. Draft props. Is that the Monday wrap up? Draft props. Todd's going to get his Vegas runners in, make some money on the side. It's going to be go. good. That's first draft for this week. Thanks for listening to First Draft. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.